Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZ ring, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring, and let's have a big season. What's happening, everybody? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And on today's show, we're going to be breaking down some of all the good and bad news coming out of camp and the AFC West. But I couldn't do all this with a man who's always good news to me. He is my co-host. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power, Jerry Sinclair. What's up on a Tuesday night for a Wednesday pod? Listen, there is nothing that says how happy a person can be on the precipice of football season than drinking a White Claw on a Tuesday like a true millennial. Randy, did, did, also, did you say White Claw? Yeah, I got the uh, the Black Cherry. I, <laughs> that's fair. It was, it was today or Guinness, and I didn't want to wash any glasses, so I just went with the White Claw. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the White Claw. It's, it's summertime. It's the mid-80s. Uh, you don't need something heavy. You know, you're going to record this podcast, you're going to go, you're going to go to bed soon. Tyler, Tyler in the group chat, Tyler, we're going to, we're going to share your comment here. He said, oof, (laughs) Tyler, you said, you said a mouthful, my friend, you nailed it. So Jerry, we're going to do, we're going to do a little AFC West. We're going to jump into the Carson Wentz news. We're going to jump into a few other bits and pieces, Uh, but YouTube tomorrow night, you know what tomorrow night is, right? What's tomorrow night? If you're listening to this on the Wednesday podcast tonight, Wednesday the 4th of August, we're going to be starting live Q&As. That'll be me, Kyle, Dallas from the Rookie Rundown, Jake from the FF Smackdown. We're going to be taking seasonal redraft-based questions. Maybe it's best ball. Maybe it's your work league, but you go to YouTube, you subscribe, notifications turned on, and when we go live, you can ask us questions about who do we like more for seasonal leagues. And obviously, when I got this beautiful, beautiful man across from me, we talk dynasty fantasy football. But every Wednesday, now until the season starts, some mix of the Dynasty Warzone crew on Wednesday nights is going to be doing a live Q&A, helping you get ready for those drafts. Now, Jerry, are you going to pop in? Yeah, I'm going to try to. Uh, here's the thing. I'm not a purist. Like everybody, all, all Dynasty players, they look down on redraft, right? Here's the thing. It's still effing fun, man. I, I mean, the most passion and the most anger that I get from any league is my redraft league. I only have a couple because, you know, I'm surrounded by degenerates like like you and Tyler, even though he's going to 
give me some shit for my White Claw, even though he's sponsored by Natty Light, so I don't want to hear it. It's the same thing. But, no, I love it. I'm definitely going to get in there. And any chance to take a few shots at you guys? That's always a good day. Well, I'm, I'm getting ready to make an analogy that if you have the little ones in the car, you might want to fast forward, hit pause, or move forward. You know, redra- so as Dynasty players, you, you would do things with your redraft roster that you would never consider doing with your dynasty roster. It's kind of like how you would engage in uh, relations with your wife versus like a, a paid professional. God, Jesus. Hopefully, hopefully your wife is not a listener. You, Luckily, mine she, is she is not a subscriber to the Dynasty War Zone, but you might ask that professional to do things you would never do <laughs> with your with your missus. But, but that's the whole point of doing redraft. You can experiment. You can have some fun. You can do things you wouldn't normally do. Draft a quarterback in the ninth round. Wouldn't think of it probably in a dynasty league. But in redraft, let's give it a whirl. It might cost you 10 bucks. Who cares? Same as the professional. That's how this works. Listen, so, sometimes you wake up with a cucumber and a bottle of hot sauce and you don't know how it happened. That's all I'm saying. Hey, you know, what happens between consenting adults, whether it be... There or in your redraft league, it's supposed to be fun, and it only lasts for a little while, uh, except for certain uh, social diseases. Watch out for those. Um, so that's going to be live on YouTube tomorrow with uh, me and Kyle and Jake in Dallas for sure. Jerry may do a run-in. That's the benefit of subscribing over at the, the Dynasty Warzone's YouTube channel. And you never know. I may turn it into a podcast. I may not, because on Thursday... On Thursday, Dallas is going to be back with the Rookie Rundown. Now, normally Dallas is here on Mondays, but his guest had to bump. So they recorded Monday. I'm going to drop it Thursday for a show. I want to thank you guys for all the reviews. We haven't had one for me to read, but if you do a five-star, I'll read it right here on the show. And call out the social media. I'm at DWZ Memphis. He's at Jerry Sin DWZ. You can follow the show everywhere at Dynasty Warzone. And if you don't do social media, email me. Uh, I've been helping some people with uh, some questions via email. It's DynastyWarzone at Gmail. So, uh, last thing, we will be back on Friday with the uh, the NFC West. We're doing the AFC tonight. We'll do the NFC on Friday. Uh, but, Jerry, uh, if you're listening to this on podcast, we're going to take a quick second and do a commercial from our patron. It's all about Dynasty greatness. Have you been afraid to dip a toe in the world of Dynasty fantasy football? Have you heard about Dynasty Fantasy Football on one of the national redraft pods and now you're curious to join a league? Do you not know where to start or how to get better? Are you looking for a place to ask questions, questions that maybe would make you feel like you would get put down on social media? We all have, or I should say we all used to feel that way until we started patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. It's where new Dynasty Gamers, intermediate Dynasty Gamers, and the ultra-sharp Dynasty Gamers all converge to come and hang out and talk football 24-7. No, really. It's a 24-7 group chat, thanks in part to the best international patrons in football. I'll put our group in our group chat up against any group chat in Dynasty Fantasy Football, period. It's a place of community. It's a place of interaction. It's a place where you'll get better at Dynasty Fantasy Football with so many like-minded people looking to destroy their Dynasty Leagues. And get in while the getting's good. You know I love value. 
and you'll have a hard time getting better value for your money than with patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone right now. We'll be introducing a tiered Patreon, which is something commonly found on Patreon, to allow each Dynasty gamer to choose what level of support they want with their Dynasty teams. But all tiers will be included for those that join at the current and historical rate of $5 a month from now through July 31st. That's about two weeks to lock in the old rate between now and July 31st. Now, every podcast has given you player valuations, but there are so few shows that focus on how to actually build a roster. That's where I take what I do on the Fantasy Fixer Upper and really go into a deep dive on strategy, how-tos, and overall advice on building and sustaining a roster from your startup to your rebuild and to your championship. There's an entire archive of over 100 mostly strategic-based pods, and there's more on the way. There's also information and how-tos for aspiring podcasters. We have three of our patrons that are creating content for their patron mates right now. They have also worked with me behind the scenes on how to start a show, do's and don'ts for podcasters, how to attain sponsors, and much, much more. One-on-one time with me is another thing that we do at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone, and being a patron is the only way to make it on the Fantasy Fixer Upper. But it's not all about the show. I trade DMs with all patrons, do one-on-ones via telephone, and more. You said you wanted to get better. So take advantage now before rates and tiers change in August over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. There's no better time than now to join. So what are you waiting for? All right, so thanks for checking out the patron, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. All right, Jerry, now this one, you, you for by the way, for once in your life, you've contributed <laughs> to the show. Holy shit. Uh, what's the Clark Griswold from Christmas Vacation? Holy shit, pass the Tylenol. That's how I felt when you've contributed to to this uh, to this show. So, are are you ready, Jerry? I actually probably com- uh, contributed a little bit more than I should have. I feel like I added you like seven times, but but yeah, let's roll. Oh, oh people are trying to figure it out when, when J- if if you get tagged in a tweet. It's, fu- it's funny because they they like it every time. They, they have no. In my they, head, I go, don't do that. You're they they don't know what it means yet. They're going to learn. You're going to learn today. Yeah. So so if if you tweet something, and in the comments Jerry puts the hand the, the hand with the pen, and ats me. You know your day in court is coming. So this is our new hit segment. People absolutely love it. It's not to trash people. It's to trash takes because the takes are trash. And we're going to jump into this now. We, uh, we This is not. So this is uh, from a fantasy outfit. We're going to give them a shout out right here on the show. Are you ready, Jerry? Yep. All right. At YZR underscore fantasy tweeted. Now, this was all like pictures, by the way. But I was... Maybe I don't know how to read hieroglyphics. I don't know, but it was a picture of Brandon Ayuk, the greater than sign, C.D. Lamb. Now, Jerry, you saw this tweet. I'm going to give you the honors. What did you think when you saw this uh, particular uh, artistry? We'll call it that, artistry, when you saw the tweet. Listen, I mean, you could paint a can of Campbell's soup and call it art. That doesn't mean it's very good. Now, some people would say... No, was that an Andy Warhol reference? That was Andy Warhol. I think... I think that's outrageous. I don't know how any human being watches CD Lamb and thinks that Brandon Ayuk is better. You know, I, I get that he had a good season, and Brandon Ayuk performed much better than people thought he was going to. 
I just I don't know how you see Dak Prescott throwing for 500 yards a game and him clearly being the top prospect. I I, I don't want to call him a prospect because he's in the league, but talent on the team doing just stupid stuff all the time in games, in practice, wherever he in college. He's just been doing it like crazy. And then we got so we got Jimmy Garoppolo right against Dak Prescott. Like I'll take Dak Prescott there. I'll take C.D. Lamb as a talent over Brandon Ayuk. And the older alternative is if Trey Lance comes in. So you're going to have a rookie learning the game coming in, plus George Kittle's there. I don't know. I just – I respect people's opinion. It's not the craziest thing because Brandon Ayuk did do a lot better than I thought he was going to do. I was not a super fan, but, like, I don't know how a human being watches C.D. Lamb and doesn't see future bona fide star. Yeah, everybody loves the – the white claw bashing today. That's all right. I know y'all got it in your fridges. Just so y'all know in the chat, I know it's in there. All right, Jerry, I'm going to take my, my crack at this. So first of all, to both the white claw and this tweet, I'm, I'm just going to go this. Hell no. Hell, hell no to both. I'll drink my wine. I'll drink my bourbon. I will not be drinking any white claws and I won't be drinking them in Canton. When we go to the uh, Fantasy Football Expo, not this weekend, but next. But this this is just a bad tweet. This this is an, an attention-seeking, hey, look at me tweet. Even if you believe it, you don't believe it. And even <laughs> if, you, if you believe it, you don't believe it for fantasy football. Now, if you put these guys on a scale, you want to see them. Because they were in the combine that was kind of not really a combine because it was the COVID combine. And it was super weird. But I don't believe Brandon Ayuk's a better athlete. I don't believe he's in a better situation. You nailed it. What what does Kyle Shanahan want to do, whether Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback or Trey Lance? He wants to run the ball, play good defense, and, and not say limit, but th- th- it's not a pass-first offense, whereas Dallas is, is a much more pass-heavy offense. And then, yes, CD is competing with Amari Cooper, who's already hurt, will play, to his credit, very tough, will play hurt. And then you got Michael Gallup. But... There's no guarantee that Brandon Ayuk is even better than Debo. Now, Debo also always hurt, but you're not going to convince me going into 2021 that he's better than Debo today. He might be, but I've not seen it. And neither one of them are going to be the, the, the first target unless George Kittle gets hurt. So for me... Which is possible. I, I, like, I like a bold take. I like a bold take, but this is a bad take. It's not bold. Now, if if he had, if they, he, I think it's a group, if they had said that Brandon Ayuk will finish with more fantasy points than, than C.D. Lamb, that would have been a hot take or a bold take. But to say just in a vacuum that Brandon Ayuk is better than C.D. Lamb, that's a bad take. Good group of guys. I follow him. You follow him. Obviously, that's how we found the tweet. But, uh, and by the way, I, I'm going to put this out there. Um, our good friend David Donaldson says, Culture Jerry making a Warhol reference while correctly bashing the Ayuk guy versus C.D. Lamb. Hell yes. So, Jerry, even though everyone in the group chat is beating the hell out of you about this White Claw, we do all agree that there's no way in blue hell that Brandon Ayuk is. And even if you thought so, just go buy Brandon Ayuk because you're never going to get C.D. Lamb cheaper than you are right now. 
Would you agree? I mean, is there anyone hotter? Have you seen more videos of anyone whooping ass? Like he's like old school Stone Cold Steve Austin. Every time I see uh, CD Lamb, all right, let's let's not put him on that pedestal. Every yet, listen, listen. You know, there's no one's got more fondness in my heart than, than Stone Cold. But but every time I I see a CD Lamb, you know, you know, GIF or GIF or whatever on my phone, he's I'm like letting it hang. I hear broken glass and someone's getting ready to take an ass whooping. That's what's going to happen. That's, That's what's like, going to happen. Even with Brandon Ayuk, you know, doing better than we all thought he was going to do. He still did worse than C.D. Lamb last year. Like, I just, I don't get it. Whatever. I mean, listen, people, you play however you want to play. Maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, please let me know. I, I love learning from my mistakes, but I really, I, 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 got, a, I, got, a, I got a bad feeling that that is just that is going to backfire you know i've had a lot of people you know they hit me with the old takes exposed chris godwin looking at you buddy i was wrong about that one people love bringing it up i got a feeling you are gonna not like that tweet i would recommend deleting it now just saying you know you know this is uh this is an interesting one but we don't want to bury him that's a good outfit they do good work this is just this is just a, a bad take so jerry let's move on let's get into the news i think what a lot of people are here for so I am going to hear in a minute, even if you're watching live on YouTube, I'm going to play a three-minute soundbite from Dr. Kyle Bowser. Now, for those of you that are newer to the show or newer to the YouTube, Dr. Kyle is a board-certified doctor of physical therapy. He's going to give you about three minutes of his breakdown of what he, uh, what he thinks will happen with the wind situation. and it, it, It's a good three minutes. And it's from a doctor. Now, I would love to have had him on the show. The last time we had an injury, I tried to get him on the show. But, you know, he's out gallivanting. He's still He's got to get his 17th vacation of the year out of the way before he comes back to do the big bet with me. So this is a tweet. Per, uh, this is a good tweet from a good guy. This is from Chris Mortensen. The Colts are not trading for Nick Foles, Gardner Minshew, or Marcus Mariota at this time. Carson Wentz begins rehabbing his foot after two weeks. He has not been ruled out week one. But it's optimistic. Optimistic as in it's optimistic to think that he plays week one. If this is relatively safe surgery and rehab gets complicated, then another vet QB may be considered. Uh, By the way, I know Quentin Nelson had the exact same surgery today. I'll bet you Quentin Nelson doesn't miss a game. Not one. I don't think he's ever missed a snap in his career. I think you could cut Quentin Nelson's foot off. But to compare the toughness of Quentin Nelson to the toughness of Carson Wentz is comparing apples and pomegranates. So, Jerry, what was your thought on the Carson Wentz take? What are you doing from a dynasty standpoint? I mean, I think overreaction has ruled the day again. Yeah, and it will. But here's the thing. I mean, he was a dude that was already not popular, right? Like, people, he's one of the people that we love to bash. I mean, not us personally, but a lot of people. So when something like this happens... It just makes him even cheaper. It makes him easier to acquire. It may, all of that. And I will take every single bit of it every single time. I got some poop offers because I have a few shares of Carson Wentz. I got some poop ones. Uh, they just didn't even counter. I'll just, you know, no, thank you. I am I am not a person that overreacts to things. I will wait and I will see. You know, I, I think the draft picks is a big thing, though, it, it, with the Colts. Because if he misses, yeah. what is it, like six games? It's it's so whatever seventy five percent of the season is it used to be with like four games but now with right. the so now it's what it's like four point two five games. Told there would be so, no math, sir. The, well, you're a uh, you're you're a historian, not a mathematician. Yes. So so I mean that that was my initial take. It's like if they set him 
for you know the first four games, five games, because you really want to win games. But if he misses, let's say he misses three, and you're up or way down in a couple of games as the season goes on. Let's say you're playing Houston, I think it's week six, and you're beating the absolute dog shit out of them. You're up like 31-17 to 17 going into the fourth quarter. There's a way to minimize Carson Wentz getting snaps. Maybe later in the season you're playing a Buffalo or, or Tampa Bay, both on the Colts' schedule, and they're kicking the dog shit out of the Colts. Pull him in the fourth quarter. Uh, the take that I really liked was John Middlecoff of the 3 and Out podcast. He was like, why are you not on the phone with Phillip Rivers saying, look, dude, we will, we will sign you on like a one-month contract. Come up for the month of September. You know, the minute Carson's cleared, go back to Alabama. Go back to your 97 kids. I, I think that's the great take because Phillip Rivers could easily, easily, you know, be the, the Band-Aid. That that the coach, but the hard thing is, is he is coaching football. He is coaching yeah, look, uh, high school I, I saw, football. I saw a tweet today that said that he was open to it. Now, I, I that wasn't necessarily a reputable source. I don't remember where it came from, but at least uh, it is in the universe. Uh, John, John Middlecoff, it was just a suggestion. He was not saying it was going to happen. He's uh, on Colin Cowherd's network and does some own uh, some of his own stuff. So he's one of my favorites. And speaking of my favorites, let's take three minutes and hear a word from Doctor Kyle Bowser on this Carson Wentz situation. Jerry, you can uh, go get another White Claw. Don't threaten me with a good time. Como esta, Warzone listeners? Yeah, wow. It's uh, it's early in the football season, and you guys are getting to hear me quite regularly now. This is good. This is a good warm-up for when the Big Beck gets rolling again. But, yes, unfortunately, we have some rough news in the football world again. You know, this is, this is Memphis's boy. Carson Wentz went down. He went down. Sorry, I had to. Couldn't resist. Um, it didn't really go down, uh, but it sounds like there was some sort of old fracture of his, I think, fifth metatarsal. Similar, you know, I think if you want to Google something, it sounds similar to a Jones fracture, but less severe, more like a, perhaps a chip of the bone, something much less significant. Unfortunately, significant, significant enough where, uh, you know, the Colts and Carson made the decision to have the bone removed and now they're waiting on things to heal, and it is near where one of the tendons of the lower leg attaches to that fifth metatarsal. So that's, I believe, why there's such a, a long window. Holy crap. I mean, we've heard two to three weeks, three to four weeks, four to six weeks, 10 to 12 weeks, three to four months. But five to 12 weeks, that's such an interesting one. And now you got Quentin Nelson dealing with the same thing. We're not going to go there. This is an interesting one because of that window, five to 12 weeks. Uh, you know, five weeks from now is still very early in the season, but I don't see, I don't see that five weeks being throwing him back in it. This smelled, and Memphis, Memphis had a great take on this with, you know, the contingency on that first or second rounder that the Eagles get next year is based on a percent of snaps. So I could see this going, you know, maybe if uh, going into week three, the Colts are one and one, and Wentz is questionable. And you know, I don't, I didn't look at the schedule, but you know, maybe their matchup determines what they do that week. Okay, and then maybe they win a two and one. Maybe they roll the dice another week. Uh, you know, as John Middlecoff was talking about. You know, at this point, I think with with how strong of a team they are overall. Granted, you know, they're down Quentin Nelson too uh, now for a few weeks. But you know, if they can come out of the first five or six weeks three and two or three and three, that is, you know, that is like. The chef's kiss golden goose of the situation where, you know, they still have a great shot at winning the AFC South. 
that Wentz, come, uh, Wentz pick that the Eagles get is probably guaranteed to be a second rounder. I think after, I think as long as Wentz doesn't play four games, or maybe it's five, whatever the number is, but then there's no way it's the first rounder. They again have their first rounder for next year. And then now they get Wentz for the rest of the season in the playoffs, barring any other setbacks. Uh, and that was really the decision maker was they could nip it in the bud now, have him miss the first few games of the season at worst, as opposed to, you know, if they get, you know, if they're, you know, 10 games into the season and all of a sudden then it becomes an issue and you lose him down the stretch or into the playoffs, that's, uh, that's what you're trying to avoid. So, yeah, I'd expect him to miss at least the first two to three games. And then from there, it'll probably be week to week based on how they do. But go get Jacob Eason if you can. And, you know, there's other speculative ads, too, but it doesn't sound like they're willing to move any more draft capital at this point as they've, as they've already invested enough in once. That's all I got for you, peeps. Hit me in the DMs or on Twitter if you have any questions. Otherwise, I'll see you on a weekly basis soon. All right, big shout-out to Dr. Kyle. Uh, he'll be back on Wednesdays with me during the season doing the big bet, helping you with your gambling-type action. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I would go get Phillip Rivers for a month, and guarantee to get my first back. And then Carson Wentz, it was said today that he's screwing the Eagles even when he's not an Eagle anymore. God bless him. So I want to move on to the next story. We still have to cover the AFC West. This one is uh, one that broke over the weekend. I think it was good for Dynasty GMs with Nick, with Nick Chubb on their roster. Nick Chubb and the Browns reached a uh, agreement that's going to keep him in Cleveland, a three-year, $36.6 million extension. Uh, $20 million guaranteed, and he will be a free agent again at age 29. For a guy whose knee basically exploded in college, first of all, if you have him in Dynasty, this is good news. This is good news because uh, it's not a huge deal, but it keeps him in an offense that he's very familiar with. It keeps him in an offense that's very run heavy, and it's a commitment to him. But also, it tells you that the Browns, as much as it hurts me to say this, are a very smart, well-ran organization. And they would not jump into, the, well, Jerry, I see the look on your face. They used to be ran by a bunch of crumb bums and shoe clerks, but those days are over. And they are ran by some really shrewd people now. I think Andrew Barry is one of the best young GMs in the NFL. And this tells me that this group has learned from the Zeke Elliott situation and didn't give him like a $9 million year extension for a bajillion dollars. Uh, and they learned from the Todd Gurley extension. Todd Gurley had a bad knee. They way overpaid him. I guarantee you this group did their due diligence from both a contract standpoint and from a medical standpoint. So I feel much better having Nick Chubb on my dynasty teams. There's still a lot of running backs I would rather have than him just because of his lack of involvement in the passing game. But he was more involved in the passing game down the stretch if you if you go back and look. So um, still a guy I'm super high on. But, Jerry, what were your thoughts when you saw this contract? I know you've been a Nick Chubb fan longer than I have. Uh, did this give you peace? Did it make you feel like you needed to acquire a share, trade a share? What's up with Nick Chubb? Uh, I don't know how it couldn't make you feel better. I mean, Nick Chubb is a star. Like, he, it, it, it sucks that he doesn't get the passing work. Like, I, I'm with you on that. That would be wonderful. It, it, does, it is not great because Kareem Hunt is also a star. He, you know, they're just sharing the workload. It's unfortunate for us, but they're both great. Um, if you have Nick Chubb, you have to be happy because of the contract. It makes, there is not many stable running back situations in this game that we play. And if you give someone that much time, that much money, 
they're going to get work. They're going to be usable. They're going to be relevant. They are going to have a, at least not an extreme descending value in terms of dynasty. Yes, I am a very big fan of this. I'm not exactly trying to acquire him because Nick Chubb is expensive as all hell, like you said. And you said you like a lot of running backs. I'm guessing the number is actually more like seven or eight guys. Do you have Nick Chubb in your top 10, do you think? Uh, yeah, he's he's right there around the top 10. Okay, so not a um, ton of guys. I got you. His age doesn't bother me as, as much as his lack of involvement in the passing game. So he, he is currently 25. He'll be 26. So he's at the quote-unquote age apex for a running back. But the, the one thing that really I like more than just about anything else is that over the, the last handful of weeks, so he didn't play much in the, I guess he played, he had 14 rushing attempts, but over his, uh, there was a five-game stretch from week 11 through week 15 where he had 13 total receptions. So... Uh, he had 13 receptions on on 15 targets, and that was you know so that's you know what about two and a half receptions on, on three targets a game. I know it's a small sample, but it was the most recent sample. Yeah. So if if he could continue that, if he could continue to get three or four targets a game, convert two or three of those, on top of his already monstrous rushing attempt totals and yardage totals, and you know he's the goal line back. Plays with a quarterback that's not going to not going to steal rush attempts like a Lamar. Like a Kyler, he's going to get the goal line work, unlike a, a running back that plays with Cam Newton or Josh Allen. I mean, he's in a great situation. Baker is ascending. Baker, write this down. Baker is going to be a value. He's never going to be what you told he was two years ago, but he's going to be a borderline QB 12 to 15 every year of his career. Of his career. He's, going to be, he's going to be Kirk Cousins with more swag. Kirk Cousins, statistically, with a lot more swag and beard stubble. All right, Jerry, I got one more quarterback bit of news for you. This is not so much about Aaron Rodgers. This is per Field Yates, by the way. Aaron Rodgers' updated cap number for this year is $27.5 million. His cap number for next year, $46.14 million. So the only way you're going to be able to make his number much more manageable, and I think they're already like $100 million over the cap next year, guess who's not playing football in Green Bay next year. He, this was his deal. This was his compromise. I'm going to play 2021 in Green Bay. And, and then because it'll basically not like the NBA, but kind of like a sign and trade. He's going to wind up agreeing to what franchise he's going to go to. They'll have the, the framework of a deal worked out. He'll then re-sign, renegotiate his contract to make that $46 million cap number go down. And he's going to be on a new team. That, that does nothing for Aaron Rodgers' dynasty value. This is the go make another cheap attempt to buy Jordan Love. He's worth a second. He's worth the 2.05 if you use the dynasty trade calculator, the official trade calculator of the dynasty Warzone. And no one right now is more dejected than the Jordan Love GM in, in your league. Because he thought he had a shot, or she thought she had a shot, at having an additional starter in 2021. Oh, you know what? Aaron Rodgers is going to retire per Las Vegas. And then he doesn't. You know what? They're bummed. They're totally bummed right now. And I'm going to go out and continue to acquire Jordan Love. Because here's the thing. Green Bay next year has every motivation to make sure Jordan Love hits. It may be a one-year experiment. He may, his full legal name may wind up being Jordan Love Mitchell Trubisky Love the Third, 
But you know what? They're going to give him every opportunity in the third year of his rookie deal. Because after that that year, I believe, is when they have to pick up the fifth-year option going into year four. So they're going to need to see a lot with this guy. They've got a lot invested in him. They traded up to get him. So this is not really about Aaron Rodgers. This is another cheap opportunity to go out and get one last cheap share of Jordan Love. Jerry, do you agree with that take, or are you going to tell me I'm full of shit? No, you are not full of shit. I mean, you are, but not for this. Uh, this is... <sighs> He's cheap. Like, he's going to play. How do you go through all of the drama that that organization has decided to go through? And they have decided to just eat it and deal with all of the drama that is happening there. And then you don't play him. But we've had this conversation before. Like, that's just dumbassery to a level that I cannot even comprehend. Of course the man will get an opportunity. Can I and ask you a question? Go ahead. Are, are, are you petty? Somewhat petty? <laughs> Yeah, because you, you saw Aaron Rodgers at that press conference literally take a blowtorch to Brian yes. Gutekunst and that he organization. And, and what's the best way to stick it in Aaron Rodgers' ear next year but by trading him and making sure that Jordan Love is successful? If I can acquire a guy cheap as my third or even fourth QB on a roster, this was always my plan. I've been saying this for two years on the dynasty. I guess a year and a half on the dynasty warzone. Right. I'm going to pick this guy up. I'm going to stash him on my two-year taxi squad. And I was never not planning on starting him next year. I mean, we could have gotten a gift a couple of weeks ago, and Aaron Rodgers could have retired or could have opted out under the COVID policy. But this was always the thing. And there again, there, this is – he's nowhere near the quarterback of a Trey Lance, but he is going to be an athletic quarterback just like Trey Lance. Not as good, but but athletic in that same Kyle Shanahan-style offense next year with this team. And, you know, for all the people like, well, he's not very good. I got news for you. If you have video of him not being very good outside of that one weird pass indoors, send it to me, at DWZ Memphis. Because you know what? You'll have easier time finding video footage of the Loch Ness Monster or Bigfoot than you will Jordan, Jordan Love playing football. Because if you got it, send it to me. And I'm buying. I'm buying cheap because I'm going to flip him this time next year. There's going to be a Packers fan in your in your league. There's going to be a, 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 there's going to be a, a a GM that needs a quarterback in your league, and you're going to be able to recoup a nice young wide receiver, maybe a first round pick. You're going to be able. This is a short sale. You're buying cheap now. You may he may never even start one single game on your dynasty roster, but you get him now, so you can make a profit in March. The minute Aaron Rodgers gets traded. Price goes up. The, the the minute that they add some wide receivers and talent in the draft or free agency, price goes up. You get a few thumbnails and screenshots of him in training camp next year doing good, price goes up. And then you sell. This is this is how you, you grow your dynasty league. So I'm um, not the biggest fan of Jordan Love. No, but, but you I'll, don't I'll, have to be. But you that's don't a, have to be. Like, he could be absolute manure. He could be Biff driving into a manure truck, and it's in his mouth. He could do it twice in the same movie, for all I care. It doesn't matter. He's going to be worth more the moment he's the starter. The That's moment Rodgers is gone. And he is going to get that opportunity. I'm going to say it two more times. He is going to get the opportunity. Jordan Love is going to get the opportunity. Don't blow it. Don't don't no. blow it. You, you know, and here's the thing. You're going to invest a second now and you're going to be able 
to get at least that second back. So th there's no harm to you. Picks are never worth less than they are worth right now. All right, let's jump into this divisional breakdown, Jerry. Um, I'm ready for it. Uh, now this is the AFC West. A lot of good teams. This one was tough for me. Now, I'm going to let you go first. Now, we're already in camp. Videos are a-popping. But I'm going to change the question up a little bit. Who's the player that you're looking to buy right now in Dynasty before he pops in season? Before you think, holy cow, I'm never going to get this guy cheaper than I'm going to get him right now. Give me a name. Josh Jacobs. This is he's like okay. this, he's like the stereotypical Jerry guy, right? Like it was David Montgomery last year. He's the dude that everybody had that everybody hates, but he always has value, and he is going to do better than the narrative suggests. Like you're not going to be able to trade him for a profit. He's the guy that if you have on your team, you just let him sit there and you let him get your points. I mean, this is it. What what did he have last year? Like 1,200 yards or something? What did we? He, yeah, I, I just had, remember. He, I just remember in full point PPR, he was the RB eight in full point PPR. 1,300 yards, top 10 guy in 15 games. Is Kenyon Drake awesome? No. Yeah, motherfucker's been trying to sell me on Kenyon Drake being awesome for half of a decade. And every single time he has done nothing but disappoint you, except for the one little playoff run that he had two years ago. It's like a four-game sample size, and everybody blows him up like he's a great messiah. I just... I, I think that's an easy one just because I love the running backs that everybody hates. And it's funny because like David Montgomery was my guy the last year. I don't want anything to do with David Montgomery because his ADP has gone up. Same thing is going to happen to Josh Jacobs next year. No, thank you. But that's my guy going in. I will take a little bit of a value boost. And then next year when he's getting that David Montgomery treatment right now, where he's going at the top of the range, as opposed to the back of it, I'm getting the hell out of it. Well, I, I am. A, I'm a big Josh Jacobs guy. I know he's not my guy, but Josh Jacobs. So I, I've used these stats before, but Josh Jacobs last year was the RB eight, and he played less than fifty eight percent of the Raiders' offensive snaps and got less than fifty eight percent of the rush attempts, and that's with being minimally involved in in, in the passing game. And you know the pushback was you know Derrick Henry was on a sixty five percent snap count, and that's true. But Derrick Henry last year, Derrick, Derrick Henry got 73% of the Titans' total rush attempts versus Josh Jacobs' 57%. Derrick Henry had 106 more rush attempts than Josh Jacobs. Now, Josh Jacobs scored 0.88 PPR points per touch last year. He would have scored another 93 PPR points if he had had equal touches to Derrick Henry. Josh Jacobs would have scored... Seven less PPR points last year than Derrick Henry with equal touches. I know that's some convoluted math and Very a little bit, in, but, but the data says Josh Jacobs, when he touches the football, 0.88 fantasy points per touch. That is damn good. That is damn good. And I don't care. Do I think he should get some more touches? Hell to the yeah, I think he should get some more touches. But I, I, I can't get through to John Gruden. The guy was seen on a football field on, wearing Skechers. He's wearing Skechers. Let me put this into perspective, right? So a little bit less than a point per touch. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to get super into math. So the first game, he had 29 touches, then 30, then 19, then 18, then 25, then 13, then 31, 15, 25, yada, yada, yada. You get the point. 
you get a little bit less than all of those numbers I said, one or two points less, that's still a good running back. That's, that's still exactly who you want on your team. I just, you know, he's not going to be the guy that wins you the week. He's not going to be Alvin Kamara on Christmas or whatever it was and gets you that's six fine. touchdowns. But, exactly. but, Jerry, but, but Jerry, it's the it's the old blind taste test. If I told you before I told you it was Josh Jacobs that I've got a running back that's going to give you .88 fantasy points per touch. So basically, if he touches the ball 10 times, he's giving you 8.8 points. Yep. He's going to give you almost 14 with 15 touches. You'd have been like, hell yeah. Exactly. And, then, and, and then the minute I say his name is Josh Jacobs, you're like, ew, ew. It, it, you're falling for you're falling for name narrative. It's it's a it's a horrible trap to fall in. I love him. He he's going as a borderline RB two. I think yeah. per Fantasy Pros ADP, he's around twenty twenty one. He is going to return way more value yeah. than that. Uh, Kenyon Drake, you know what? Here's the thing. You're on your third team for a fucking reason, pal. Let me just write that down. You know. You know, if you're on your third marriage, it's for a fucking reason. Just like yeah, Kenyon Drake's on his third team. It's for a probably fucking re- your fault. But who's your guy, Randy? You know, you know Jerry, well, I'm going to leave you. I'm going to leave you with a quote. Okay. If you ran into an asshole this morning, you ran into assholes. If you run into assholes all day long, maybe you're the asshole. If Kenyon Drake's on his third team, it's for a fucking reason. All right. My guy, Noah Fant. I, I believe okay. in the offense. I believe in Pat Shermer, the offensive coordinator. The one really great year that Evan Ingram had, he had with uh, uh Pat Shermer as the head coach and the play caller for the New York football Giants. I believe that Noah Fant is going to be the big play, especially in the red zone, player on this team. I'm not going to dive too deep into Cortland Sutton. I've got him a little bit later on on one of my questions. But I just think it's it's a big season for Noah Fant. And if I'm going to gamble on a guy, now Noah Fant's going as tight end seven per Fantasy Pros. Uh, the guy I was fading last week, Dallas Goddard, going as tight end eight. And there's a hard tear break for me right there between those two. You know, you go to playerprofiler.com, you search, you search Fant, and dude, Noah Fant has almost the perfect athletic profile for a tight end. Uh, it, it's a big year. It's a big year for that offense. It's a big year for Drew Locke. I think he is the starter. I mean, you know you've got boring missionary position, Teddy Bridgewater laying there for you if you need it. But hopefully there's a little sizzle, a little pizzazz, a little Drew Locke. So for me, I'm going to get Noah Fant. Because I think this time next year, I think if there's a guy that's creeping into that top tier with the Kittle, with the Kelsey, with the Waller, and maybe even Kyle Pitts. I know he's already there, but that's a different story for a different day. But Noah Fant, that's my guy, Jerry. What do you think? Uh, I'm cool with that. I got, I got no problem with it. I, he's a supreme talent. I think I, I don't remember exactly. I think I had him ahead of TJ Hawkinson when he came out. Not exactly positive, but well, you don't have the taste, player. Jerry. You, 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 you can. It's okay. You've, you've made mistakes before. <laughs> well, I don't How would you feel if he was a lion? I would be so happy, but you know, I mean, that goes without saying. It, which is funny because I usually hate all the lions, but I, I like, I like Noah Fan. I have a lot of shares of Noah Fan because and he's a guy. He's, he's had a very depressed value, right? So, like, everyone's always, you know, whenever the argument comes up about Kyle Pitts, like, well, I'll get him cheaper next year, and everyone's like, nah, you can't. Except for we did exactly that with Noah Fant. Like, Noah Fant was a superstar. He's been a superstar in the Debbie world for years. And then, you know, he has Drew Locke, and the, he's poop. And then his value goes down, and now he's, what did you say, tight end seven? Which is, you know, it's not cheap, but. It, it's it's right there at a, at a tear break. For me, it's the big three, Kittle, Kelsey, 
and Waller. Then you have that next band of Pitts, Andrews, Hawkinson, Fant. Then a tier break. Those are the two tiers. You have the top tier. You have the, 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 the I, can I get the top tier guy? And I think that's got that, the guy. Now, Jerry, I'm going to give you the guy that I'm looking to sell, but I'm going to do it with a little bit of a caveat. Okay, you ready? A okay. little, little disclaimer. Okay. Austin Eckler. If you're not, I've said this before, but if you're not a legit contender, you got to move Austin Eckler. He's 27 years old. He's going off the board as RB16 per Fantasy Pros. Uh, he's in a cluster there with guys like Clyde Edwards, Elaire, J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon. I mean, here's the thing. Everybody that I just listed is younger than Austin Eckler. And I would say with the exception of Miles Sanders, every one of them is, is an equally as good an offense. Is Kansas City as good as the Chargers? I think so. Is Baltimore as good as the Chargers? I think when Lamar's running it right, you're damn right. He is. I'm still concerned about about the Gus bus. Cincinnati, with the addition of Jamar Chase, the return of Joe Burrow, can that be all? That offense be just as good as as the Chargers? Sure, it could. So, with the exception of Sanders, I can get a younger guy in an equally good offense. And outside of that one year, Austin Eckler almost gives me David Johnson vibes, like the guy who's always going to be chasing that one magical season. And if I could have a little bit younger, a little bit more tangible asset, especially like if I thought I could get Joe Mixon in a second, or if I could send Joe Mixon and a second, for I'm sorry, if I could send Eckler and a second and get Joe Mixon in a first back, and I am not, I am not a Joe Mixon fan, but that's the kind of deal I'm looking to make. I think I can get similar production, tuck a little extra draft capital in the bank. It's nothing against Austin Eckler. It's what I think his role could be, which could be outstanding, but it's for me on a non-contender combination of his age, uh, a little bit of injury concern. For me, if I can move him and get a good return, then I'm out. Jerry, what do you think about Eckler and then give us your guy? I'm cool with that. Uh, sidebar, I sort of like Joe Mixon this year. I think he's, uh, you know, he's the guy that people are starting to hate, so I'm starting to like him again. The uh, term so this, cautiously this is, optimistic comes to yeah, mind. This, is, this is the first year I've actually been in on Joe Mixon. But um, as far as Austin Eckler, I'm with you. He, he's a guy I don't have a ton of shares of just because he is scary. You are, you know, he's, he's one of the great pass-catching running backs in the league, and you love that, right? But he's not done it a ton, you know? I just, I, I, I'm with you. Scares the hell out of me. My guy is another guy on that team, and it's a guy I love, and it's a guy I have a lot of shares of. It's Keenan Allen. He's just, he's 29. You know, he's got, the, the reason I, I say him is because of his age, but he's also got a lot of reasons that selling him is going to be very easy. So he's under contract for four more years, counting this year. He's got, a very big dead cap hit next year. So he's almost certainly playing next year. He's got Justin Herbert. They just drafted him. He's tied to a young quarterback and he's been highly productive. So he's got a lot of reasons that a person would want him. The problem is, is I, I avoid that descent. Like it's the black death. And as a person that knows a lot about the black death, you should avoid it. Like, like it's crazy, but I just, I, I'm not a huge fan of it. You know, he's going to be 30 next year. And, I, you know, at, at some point, I think they're going to retool. I mean, Mike, Mike Williams is not going to be there. They're going to bring another guy in. And when they bring that other guy in, it's probably going to be the replacement alpha. 
and his his value is immediately going to get her because he's going to be thirty. He's going to be thirty. Josh Palmer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I sort of like Josh Palmer, but I'm not going to do that. That's just that's hyping just to hype. But you know, he'll be thirty, which is the a bad age, right, for dynasty players. That you might as well say 171. Plus, they're going to bring in another alpha at some point who is going to be the guy that's tied with Justin Herbert. And he's in that sixth round range right now that's sort of tough. Like, Brandon Ayuk is there, and T. Higgins is there, and DJ Moore is there, and Amari Cooper is there. And it's like all of these guys are younger. All of them are pretty productive, except for Mike Evans. I avoided putting Mike Evans in that list because I didn't want to hear Randy, even though he is younger too. So it's just he's in a tough spot ADP-wise. Plus, he's at that age cliff, and it's just something that I avoid personally a lot. So that that would be my guy that I'm trying to sell because he still has tons of value. He has tons of ways that you can sell him and promote him very well. I'm just uh, – now is the time because if it's too late, then you're going to end up with a wet sock, and it's just going to be a terrible time, and I'm not about that. I, I want to be ahead of the curve, not behind it, my friend. Yeah, I, I am, I'm with you. I love Keenan Allen. Um, if, you're, if you're a legit contender and you're maybe mediocre to thin at wide receiver, I wouldn't do anything. Oh, but but, but, but the, how about this? If you have Keenan Allen at, and at any point your team is three and four, three and five, you have my permission to shop him at the ready to a contender. Uh, we'll get into what to get for him on a different show at that time. All right, Jerry, let's talk about the guy that you're going to go into the season holding but you're going to look back a year from now and be like, man, I wish I had sold. You know what? I'm, I, you take this one first because I always, I always like your picks on this one. For, for me, this is this hurts. Uh, this is good friend of the show, Nick Whalen's guy. Um, was like uh, his, his banner. It, it's Cortland Sutton. You know, he's going as wide receiver 24 off the board per fantasy pros. You know, he's going ahead of guys like Cooper Cup, who I know he's younger than. He's going ahead of guys like Chase Claypool, Devonta Smith, Rashad Bateman. I would take all of those guys. I would be a it'd be 50-50 with, with Sutton. But let's look. He's going into year four. He's coming off the ACL. Did, did, did you see the video of him running a route on air the other day? He looked like a baby giraffe on ice skates. And I, I was concerned. Now, I get it. He had the ACL. And I've had this conversation with a million people. Some guys came, come back from an ACL looking like Adrian Peterson as if nothing happened. Tears an ACL the last week of the season, comes back in training camp the next year, demolishing people. You have guys like Cooper Cup, you tear an ACL in November, you come back in training camp, and you come back and you post like a wide receiver four overall season. You know, Then you have some guys who are a physical specimen like Cortland Sutton, like Saquon Barkley. I'm not going to venture down a Saquon Barkley rant, but you know he's not a guarantee to start the season. Those are his words. Those aren't my words. Those are his words. So all of these guys come back from ACLs differently. I don't think you're going to get a lot. I already mentioned that I like Noah Fant. Jerry Judy has looked good in camp. I like K.J. Hamler. And then let's go back to the quarterbacks. Teddy Bridgewater's career high in passing touchdowns is 15. Drew Locke, speaking of erratic, you know, it's not a recipe for success. So I, I do like Fant. Um, because of the, the scarcity of talent at the position. But wide receiver is the exact opposite. There are so many talented dudes coming in at the wide receiver position. I know that Cortland Sutton could be a thing, and maybe this time next year, if he doesn't come back to Denver, 
because I couldn't see them franchise tagging him, especially if they're going to try to go after Aaron Rodgers and figure out how to work that 46 mil under under their cap. So maybe he goes to a different team, a little bit more of a higher volume team. I would love to see Cortland Sutton do it, but yeah, I'm going to look back in a year and be like, I took a huge hit on him value-wise. So who is your man, sir? Well, I am apparently getting better at this game, Randy, because I picked the same guy. I have I have tons of Cortland Sutton. I love Cortland Sutton. He's a great value right now because of the injury. He's been pretty damn productive with bad quarterback play. But if I was wrong, I would not be surprised for every reason that you just said. I, I, it does feel like this time next year, I could be pissed off that I didn't get rid of him. While he still has young name value. Like there's guys with name value and there's guys with young name value. And Cortland Sutton still has young name value. But if he struggles this year, on top of the injury that cost him the entirety of the 2020 season, that all of the name value is gone. And and he's Devontae Parker, and you're hoping he breaks out that way. Or he's, you know, Corey Davis, and you're just hoping to see a pulse of anything. He's got every tool in his tool belt. You yeah. know, he's, he, he's got the tools. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got the physicality. I, I just I don't know what's left. So let, and for, let me, for me, let me I gotta get this. out. I, I'm I'm holding him. I am holding him, but it, it could be a mistake. I'm fully prepared for it to be a mistake. But this is a guy that I am holding, and this time next year, if I would, I could be very well wishing that in this moment that I got rid of him. Well, I don't have a Kenny Rogers the Gambler song, so I'm just got to sing it. You got, got to know when to hold him. All right. Anyway. Um, sorry. So, so give me your biggest upside play in this division. Give me the guy that is currently going somewhat cheap in his, you know, position group that you're going to look back on and just be like, man, that guy was the, the huge upside play. Uh, I'm not going to say he's super cheap, but he's cheaper than he probably has been, and it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I just, I trust Andy Reid running backs. He has a history that is unmatched by any coach in producing. Fan- fantasy superstar running backs and Clyde Edwards Hilaire profiles as a great pass catching back. He's in a great offense. You know, you got Patrick Mahomes and he's not even the guy that people are going to look at. You just want to see it. And if he hits right, like, like if he's the guy that gets pass catching work and he can get some touchdowns, holy effing hell. Like he's the guy that it, you know, maybe not be Kareem hunt, but he's still a star. Randall Young. I'm, you I'm calling. I'm calling a timeout. I'm running a timeout okay. on you, Jerry. Yeah. All right. You, you cannot say the names Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. Who is Clyde Edwards Elaire competing for targets with? Hit, hit me with some names. McCole Hardman. Yeah. Fuck out of here. Demarcus Byron, Robinson. Byron Pringle. I like Pringles in a can. <laughs> yeah, me too. Keeps my chips from getting busted. But get the fuck uh-huh. out of here, Demarcus Robinson. I mean, really, if if, if we look back and he was. The third target in this offense a year. Are you going to be stunned? Are you going to be stunned if you look back in a 17 game season that he got 100 targets and maybe converted 75 of them? This this is not hard to see. It's like if you're a defensive coordinator, got to take away Kelsey, got to take away Hill. Okay, cool. Look to Kelsey. Look to Hill. Check down. It's it's not going to be surprising. And you know, I think he got. I think part of the issue with. CEH is that he got overdrafted last year. Yes, which absolutely. it's the rebound effect. We, which we, which I, I I was one of those people. Don't we hit so wrong, hard but, we we missed. Yep. 
we hit so hard last year that we're a little bit more trepidatious this year. I, I think that's the wrong play. Jerry, you should know my biggest upside play in this, this division. Uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, oh, the Broncos. It's Javante Williams. Thank sure. you. It's Javante RB19 in a startup. Now, he's going after that group of CEH, Dobbins, Sanders, Mixon. I'm not going to beat you up too bad if you take any of those guys except Sanders over him. Uh, but, dude, Javante Williams, by the way, the Broncos are doing you a huge, a ginormous favor right now. Because all the beat reporters are getting leaks from camp saying that Melvin Gordon is the clear <laughs> is the clear running back one. What they're really saying is, is that Melvin Gordon is available and we want you to think he looks damn good. Come and get this some bitch because we're going to feature this young new running back that we just traded for and our backfield's going to consist something of Javante Williams and of uh, Royce Freeman. Dirt cheap. So for me, don't fall for those bullshit headlines in in Denver with the the Melvin Gordon love. They're just pumping his tires. They're going to get someone to take that $8 million contract. Maybe the Rams acquiesce. Maybe the Rams, after seeing a, a few practices, they're like, hey, you know what? Maybe Melvin Gordon for a third. Or maybe Melvin Gordon for a fifth or something like that. Uh, but for me, Javante Williams has been my league winner all year. I'm going to go ahead and plant my flag, my first hot take of the year. This time next year, in Dynasty Startups, Javante Williams will be an, uh, an RB1. He will be drafted among the first 12 running backs in the league. Um, so he's got to you know, move his current draft capital about 40%, so from 19 to 12-ish. I think he'll be closer to 10. But we're going to look back and we're going to say, wow, he, he was a stud. And I would not be surprised if he was not the second best running back in this class. I don't know that he'll leap both Najee and Travis Etienne, but this man is going to ball, and we're going to wish that we had had more of him sooner. Jerry, Javante Williams, you, you knew it was coming. I did know it was coming. I am going to hate it if uh, next year. You do know is. how insufferable I'm going to be when I get this yes, one right. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I will hate it, not not just from that aspect, just because I won't take him when it's that early, but I could easily see that happening. Even if he does just all right, right? Like, like – I have been I have poo pooed on Cam Akers quite a bit, and Cam Akers was okay, but really he had like three or four games where he was really good, and that motherfucker skyrocketed to the moon. And the same exact thing could happen to Javante Williams. Okay, let me hit you with the wouldn't scenario. Surprise me at all. Go ahead. He he finishes as RB thirteen this year. Okay, okay and well, then in, and th in that case he he's going to well, the hold, moon. hold on, he's but, but Taylor. I'm going to hit you full Billy Mays here, but wait, there's okay. more. <laughs> yeah, he okay. finishes right around an RB one. And yeah. then Denver trades for Aaron Rodgers. And they keep Cortland Sutton. And they keep George, uh, Jerry Judy. Uh, obviously, they're going to. He's, he's under contract. But Noah Fant. If he has a good season in that top 12 to 15 range or better, and they get Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson, dude, put a rocket ship on his back. He's going straight to the moon. I do want to give an honorable mention to Joshua Kelly of the Rams, kind of similar to, to like bargain basement dollar store Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I, I think right. we kind of expected more last year, especially when Eckler went down. I think he's the, the, the backup to have there. And a name that I – and just want to throw this out there before we get to the guy we think is going to uh, outperform his current, his current value, Jerry. And um, 
And I, I lost my train of thought there. I was like, well, go get Joshua Kelly. And then Daryl Williams is who I was thinking of. Go get Daryl Williams. I don't think Clyde Edwards is a bell cow. And if he gets hurt and misses games again, all of a sudden Daryl Williams or people are going like, oh, well, holy shit. Go get Daryl Williams. This is dynasty. We play deep dynasty, 25 player rosters, you know, five man taxis. If you don't have Daryl uh, Williams on your roster and, you know, you have, I don't know, a, a, a pile of crap AJ Green on your roster, I will find you and I will beat you down. All right, Jerry, give me a player who's going to outperform their value. So their current ADP, who's going to exceed it? I think it's Jerry Judy. And it's. <sighs> I don't. I, now, I now don't he's know. going as wide receiver twenty-five. Just for this is again yeah. per fantasy pros. He's one. He's exactly one behind Cortland Sutton. Is he okay? So he he's in like the Deontay Johnson sort of DJ Sharpish range. Yeah, Cup, Claypool, yeah. Devonta Smith, Bateman—they're all in that twenty-three to thirty range. And he's got you know he's got a year, and he he looked good. Like he showed promise. I I I got nothing to back it up. Something just seems like. He's a guy that's been around since his freshman year at Alabama. And when guys like that end up hitting it all, their ADP skyrockets. And guys that are not like that, Chris Carson, right? Like like the ADP, the hype never matches any of it. And since he's been a name forever, he has great draft capital. You know, he got drafted in the first round of your rookie drafts. If he has a good season, which he, I, I would assume that he does, right? He, he showed that he could hang in this league. I think it's going to skyrocket. I mean, maybe not skyrocket, but, you know, what what is it going to take for him to be a third or fourth round pick? Because right now he's probably going in like the seventh or eighth round of a super flex league. Like, I, 1,250 yards? I mean, 17 games. So 1,300 yards? I could easily see that kind of stuff happening. Like, I, I know the quarterback play is not great. But he's a very talented kid. I, but, I, but and if same, he gets 1,200 yards, I, I easily think he could jump there. Same question, though. Mm-hmm. If he gets to this season, very similar to my man, Javante Williams, and he gets the QB upgrade of Watson or Aaron Rodgers, what happens well, this time okay, next year? I, I don't give a rat's dick what he does this season. If he gets Aaron Rodgers going into next season, the ADP jumps. doesn't matter what he does this year. Absolutely not. Twitter will explode. Everybody will show one highlight of what Jerry Judy can do, and then the name Aaron Rodgers will be at the top of it, and everybody's nipples are going to poke so hard that it's going to rip through their shirt. Jerry Judy to the moon in that case. Well, I mean, I, I like that nipple talk. That's that's dirt. That's that's dirty talk. <laughs> we've been talking about nipples and missionary and hot sauce. Whoa, hey, we're gonna save that to the end, there, pal. This 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 used to be a family podcast, but uh, this is why this podcast hasn't won any awards. This is the award winning <laughs> podcast that's never won any won, won any uh, d- damn awards. So, uh, I was looking at Jerry Judy's stat line last year. Now he played all sixteen games, started fourteen. 113 targets. I mean, did, did you? I mean, that's not a, what, what, eight a game, yeah. eight a game. The the problem is he only you know had 52 receptions. There were the drops, but he had almost 900 yards. You know, and and that's with bad to significantly below average quarterback play. All right, that was I mean, very nice of you to say about that. Uh, and, and it's not going to get much better. But no. here's the thing. And the way the NFL's played today, now seven years ago, I'm going to take the guy that looks like Cortland Sutton because he looks like Des Bryant, he looks like Calvin Johnson. But the way the NFL is played today, 
Give me the polished route runner. Give me the guy that I think is going to be the volume magnet. Because if we look back at this offense in 2022, and I'm just going to compare it to Pittsburgh for a second, okay? If Jerry Judy gets that Deontay Johnson volume and Cortland Sutton gets that deep ball Chase Claypool, dude, Jerry Judy to the moon. And don't forget, he was a rookie last year. Drew Locke is a is a shit show all on his own. But they had the COVID thing last year. They're actually getting a training camp. There are more arrows pointing up for Jerry Judy than his draft capital and his talent. And you can be ahead of the game by thinking through what is his quarterback situation going to look like in a year. 99.9% it's going to be better than it is today. And to Jerry's point, when that happens, it's nuclear. So uh, my guy, and you know what? Henry Ruggs. You know what? You're going to say, Memphis, did you say Henry Ruggs? And I'm going to say this. Remember it. Write it down. Take a picture. I don't give a fuck. Write it down. He is going as wide receiver 54. He's going God, after. Is he, he really? He, this is per Fantasy Pros. He's going after Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. He's going after Corey Davis. He's going after Jalen Rager. He's going after Robbie Anderson. And he's going exactly ah. one spot behind Darnell Mooney. Now, now listen, you, you, you can't, th- th- this is classic dynasty owner bias. We want to give the guys we like or the guys we're told to like a break over their rookie. You're like Tua. He was a rookie, Memphis. He had, he oh, didn't God. know the he offense and there was Ryan Fitzmagic and there was a thing. But, but because we don't like Henry Ruggs, because we don't like Henry Ruggs, he's a piece of shit. He can get the hell out of here. We, we think he's trash. So the guys we like will give a second chance. The guys that we're told are trash. You know, I, I've, I've found more value on my dynasty rosters sifting through the bargain bin and getting guys like Henry Ruggs as a throw-in on the back end of the trade. Because here's the thing. I know there's going to have to be a second target in this offense. Now, can Darren Waller amass 200 targets this year in 17 games? Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's, that's barely over 11 a game. So I'm not going to be stunned if we look back in a year and Darren Waller had 200 targets. But they're going to throw the ball 500. Someone's going to be the other target in this offense. Could it be Brian Edwards? Sure it could. But you know who's got the first-round draft capital? I've not seen a bunch of videos, good or bad. And if we look back, and here's the thing. I'm buying value. If we look back a year from now, and he's the wide receiver 30, just the wide receiver 30, gang, not the wide receiver 13, or 23, or 3, the wide receiver 30, you have exponentially increased your value in a guy. His acquisition cost is cheeks. It will cost you next to nothing to get him. And for those reasons, I don't care that you don't like Henry Ruggs. I don't care that Twitter has told you Henry Ruggs is a pile of garbage. I'm going to go get cheap Henry Ruggs. I'm going to buy the dip. And if I can flip him in a year from now and maybe get a second, maybe combine him with some other picks and move up in the draft, I don't know. I know this much. The acquisition cost between the t- potential upside, a lot of value there. Henry Ruggs, Jerry Fox. Can I, can I ask a question? Do you have Fantasy Pros ADP up right now? Uh, I do not. I did oh, my okay. homework and actually wrote down why. Oh, okay. What was your question? Uh, how do you feel about Hollywood Brown then? Because I feel like he and so, Ruggs are the same exact narrative. Well, how would we feel about Hollywood Brown if he'd spent the four, first four years or three years of his career with Aaron Rodgers? Situ, situation's different. And, okay. again, 
if we look back in a year from now and he's wide receiver 72, did you lose much? No. So did you give us the guy that you said would outperform his ADP? Uh, yeah, Jerry Judy. Oh, Jerry so, Judy. So, so, so yeah, another so let's, Jerry. Let's get in the bus. Let's get into the. That's the, what I'm saying, man. That's why the people stuck around. We want to talk about who's the biggest bust in this division. Mine's fucking easy. Uh, it's Melvin Gordon. I, I don't even love Javante Williams. Like I, I think I have one or maybe two shares across like 20 leagues. So you're doing dynasty wrong, but okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I've uh, I've made an entire career of that, so that's nothing new, but. This dude had 1,100 yards in 15 games last year, and they're hyping him up now. Like, it, So he does that, right, which is not great. It's not awesome for sure. And then you take one of the elite three talents that are in this draft class. You're going to tell me that this man is going to get more work? I don't I, – I just – I don't see it. No, thank you. And he's, he's what, like 28? I, I watched Melvin Gordon play back when I had season tickets the first time back when Michigan State was good at football. And that I feel like that was like eight years ago. So he's got to be like 27 or 28 years old, which means he's at the end of the line. He's already starting to slip. Here, let's let's pull it up, Randall. Here's the other big thing. Receptions, right? Like how how horny do the does the Dynasty Warzone uh, analysts hey talk about receptions? from running backs and his have gone from 58 to 50 to 42 to 32 in the last four years, they have consistently gone down. He hasn't had a 1000 yard rushing season since 2017. And that's the only one of his entire career. Melvin Gordon has made a living on scoring touchdowns and he scored 10 last year, which is good. Like you, you like to see that. He's getting old. He's getting to the point where it's not going to happen. Javante Williams, they are passing the baton. Um, Melvin Gordon, the ultimate bust for a redraft league. He's going to be like when you drafted Le'Veon Bell and you were like, this is my guy. And you did it. And then you were one year too late. Or when you did it with David Johnson or Ray Rice, albeit for different reasons. But, you know, Maurice Jones drew Michael Turner. There is a unbelievable history of running backs doing that. Melvin Gordon, falling on his face. Greg, you can hate that pick all you want, but that's easy. I, well, I will be I will be uh, I will be fair to Jerry. I'm going to take my my sidekick, my homie, my co-host side and tell you this was the hardest division for me to find a bust. I literally went well, around because like you don't you don't want to pick like Patrick Mahomes or something like because well, then right. you're just picking a name just to pick a name and that, that that's correct shit and, and, I'm, I, and I'm not I'm not gonna do that and I literally wrote out the quarterback the running backs the wide receivers and tight ends like seven positions for every team and I really sat there and struggled you know I didn't want to say Keenan Allen I don't think he's going to I don't want to say something that I don't truly believe so this is not really fair because this guy is the wide receiver sixty two but it's McCall Hardman. You're starting to hear some buzz. He's going to be a guy. Can you? Can can we just go back a few years to the amount of hype that McCole Hardman got? That dude was worth. That dude was worth a rookie first. Okay, go ahead. But but, but hold on. Context is king. That was the season that Tyreek Hill, that Twitter suspended him. That Twitter ended his career. (laughs) That Twitter put him. That Twitter put him in jail. And people were like, "You got fuck. You got to get. You got to get McCole Hardman. You got to get McCole Hardman. He's the next Tyreek Hill." 
<laughs> it, it just I, when I say he's a bust, he's never going to be a thing. Like literally, there's like. I'm not ready to call Henry Ruggs a bust yet. Obviously, I said he's a value. I'm not ready to call Brian Edwards a bust. Or Darren Waller, or Derek Carr, or Josh Jacobs, or Kenyon Drake, or I could repeat that exercise in any team. So I had to pick somebody, Jerry. I, I had to pick somebody. But uh, I tell you what, on, on Friday, we're going to pick on the NFC West. But right now, I'm going to pick a minute to talk about my buddy Matt over at Hate Brand Goods. They've got a new launch coming out this Thursday. Now, Jerry, it's a tank top. You don't strike me with those pipe cleaners for arms that you're not really a, a t oh my God, that looks just like a bicep only smaller. And, and so they're, they're releasing a, a, a tank top. It kind of looks like a, uh, it's like using their logos. It kind of has a, a, a Punisher type feel to it. It is a tank. So let's hear a word from Matt and then we'll uh, wrap this one up and take it home. Hate brand goods. That's us. Yeah, very, very proud of the brand and very proud of what we stand for, man. We stand for those who give a shit. We want to be with those who want to do more. And no matter what your pursuit is and whatever it is, as long as you're holding yourself to a higher standard and you're being accountable to what your goals are, we got your back. Hate brand goods. Spread hate. Always party. And you can use promo code MEMPHIS and you will save some dollars. Uh, the, the thing with Matt that made me uh, you know, enjoy his content I was listening to what he was talking about when he competed in the Highland Games. And, you know, he was talking about when he took first in his final Highland Games, and, and he was like, you know, you're going to have to bleed to beat me today because being outworked is a, a fucking choice. And, and, and th that is how we feel at the Dynasty Wars. And you're not going to outwork us. You can be more popular. You can be cuter on social media. You damn sure can be cuter. Me and Jerry look like a, like a mess. We got G in the chat acting a fool. And by the way, earlier G, G said that this is we're going to end the show not family friendly. G G said you know missionaries underrated. I'll, I'll put it right here on the on the board. I got news for you, G. Any kind of sex is okay. I mean, it's kind of like pizza. Even the worst I've ever had was okay. So I am going to end the show on that, Jerry. But we'll be back here tomorrow night with Kyle from the Fantasy Football Smackdown, with Jake, with Dallas from the Rookie Rundown. Dallas's podcast will be here on Thursday. We'll be doing some, some more rookie content. He does. Thank God for Dallas. That young man is amazing. You can see why he graduated as like some kind of brain surgeon scientist shit because he does the work. He's out inviting guests. I'm like, I, I'm just happy to get Jerry on the fucking show at this point. <laughs> He's like, where, where was this guy three years ago, right? Dude, D Dallas, everybody here at the DWZ has been an absolute godsend. I am so pumped. Uh, Lou and Tyler are already talking about rolling DFS for preseason games. Uh, they'll be rolling that out on Friday. So we'll be up to six days a week here before you know it. And it's going to be a lot of fire content. So we're going to keep the rookie stuff going with Dallas. We're going to keep you going in season from both a redraft and a dynasty standpoint. We're going to have some gambling action, some DFS. You don't want to miss a thing. Subscribe, rate, review, Hook us up with everything. I want to thank Greg, Darren, David, James, uh, Casey, Tyler, James, everybody who jumped in the live stream with us on YouTube tonight, dropping comments. I know I missed somebody or two or three somebodies, but you know, I'm doing my level best. I'm hosting, I'm producing, I'm babysitting Jerry. What do you want from me? Jerry, what, what, what do they want from me? Hey, hey, listen, probably more. They're psychos hey, well, too. It, it, uh, Jerry? Let's be Jerry? real. Jerry? Forget about it, you know. Forget about it, Jerry. And, and, but anyway, on behalf of that man, his name is Jerry Sinclair. You can follow him at Jerry Sin DWZ. 
Follow me at DWZ Memphis. Follow the show everywhere at Dynasty Warzone. And until then, and until next time, thanks for tuning in. And we're just here to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Talk to you guys. Suck it, G. Oh, I didn't hit the. I, I didn't. And this segment is brought to you by ViridianGlobal.com, and that is the official apparel provider of the Dynasty Warzone merch. We have our t-shirts over there. We have our dad hats. We have our Jerry NWO themed hats. We have hoodies. We have Raglan's baseball season just kicking off. A Raglan is a baseball shirt where the body of the shirt is white and the sleeves are different colors. We've got some, some tank tops. We have our new working harder than an ugly stripper t-shirt and so much more. This is the brainchild of myself. And our graphics guru, Maddie, aka at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter. We have a ton of styles and you want to head over there and check everything out. You simply go to Viridian Global. That is V E R I D I A N Global, ViridianGlobal.com. Search the Dynasty Warzone store and man, you'll see all the t shirts, hats, accessories, everything that we have available to you from a merch standpoint. They are a great sponsor, and we recommend you check them out today. That is the group over at ViridianGlobal.com. Thanks for checking them out. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak